All right, everyone, another show of Heal Thyself. Thank you for coming back to your favorite place. It's my favorite place to be. Love doing this during the week. Love giving you the info, the knowledge that I can to empower yourself and your families and others. This is a beautiful uh, moment that we have together, a few moments. Uh, but uh, today's show is going to be a very special Q&A structure. And I do this about two, three times a year. What I, what I do is I reach out uh, on Instagram and I want you all to come back with your most pressing questions. And I'm gonna do my best to answer them. Now, some, I, I try to keep it less specific. So there's really, I get some questions like super, super specific about what they, we can do, but I wanna generalize so we all can benefit from this Q&A. So uh, take out your pad, take out your notes, take out your pen, whatever you need, and, uh, and really jot down some stuff if it really resonates with you, because uh, I, I really am going to enjoy this Q&A. This, uh, this is really, answering these questions was really a treat. All right, so without further ado, let's get into this Q&A. I love doing these Q&As because I get to engage with the audience and the community, and it's really important for me to be able to show up and answer some of these questions that may be, again, pressing and really important for you. All right, so uh, I guess we'll just go. We'll, ju we'll dive right into it. All right, number one, can you ground anywhere? What if there are pesticides and you do not know? This is a great question because you know how much I talk about grounding. I've been at it for quite a while because there's so much benefit and it's so cheap, right? And it's so accessible for most of us. And, and so I've been speaking at nauseam about it, but you also hear, hear me speak about pesticides and what they do. All right. And I would be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to really start going into it. All right. So let's rewind a little bit back to grounding. Cheap. You can do it anywhere. Natural surface, as I mentioned, even in the cold. Right. So talk to your doctor, especially if you have circulation issues. But you can also do it in the cold. I'm going back to New Jersey in a few weeks. I'm going to put my feet in the cold every single morning. I know there's snow out there. I'll put on video. You ain't going to die. But if you do have circulation issues, check with your doctor. But what do we see? For grounding, we see improvements in pain reduction in inflammation, balancing of stress hormone and the nervous system, helping bring antioxidants to the body, therefore reducing inflammation, as I mentioned, helping improve sleep by way of help, uh, balancing the circadian balance, that rhythm that we have naturally, that we get from different signals in the environment that tell our body clocks how to function, well, then it's going to improve our sleep. Protects against EMFs. This is via something called the umbrella effect, but it's going to protect us from all of those EMFs that we have. The Wi-Fi in our house, that new tower that they, they built in front of our house. We're all being inundated. What the effects are, we don't know, but we are being inundated with EMFs. So really important to protect ourselves. The mechanism is in the Earth's negative effects. We act as a conductor. We suck up these negative ions and they cause some beautiful benefits in our body. But one major problem that we're not talking enough about are the grassy patches of land that are sprayed with pesticides, herbicides, and synthetic fertilizers. Parks are a major culprit. That hometown park can be sprayed and doused with synthetic fertilizer, and it's ironic. Why? Because children are rolling around on the grass. Pets are running, catching frisbees, rolling, running, rolling around on the grass. I want you to pay close attention, really. When you come home, see if there's any changes in your child or your dog as far as their skin or respiratory issues, all right? Because those are going to be like the first line of uh, symptoms that we're going to see. But a few things we need to know about pesticide absorption, all right? They can absolutely absorb through the skin. This is why pesticide applicators wear personal protective equipment. You see that in many pictures, right? But we eat the food. But the quote, there's a quote from the Journal of Safety at Work. 
and it goes like this. Health effects resulting from pesticide exposure vary according to the individual pesticide involved and may be the result of exposure via the dermal, oral, or inhalational routes. However, dermal exposure, skin, is the most relevant route of exposure for pesticide applicators, okay? So really, if we're exposed to not all, but certain pesticides on our skin, it's going to suck it up and put it into our blood, okay? So... It's also not a secret that many of these pesticides, herbicides, insecticides, fungicides can accumulate in the body. We know that. They're insidious. Sometimes we don't even know that we're being, that that bucket's being filled up with pesticide. But once it boils over and we develop disease, then we can have down the line health effects, chronic diseases. So this is why I talk about them so much. So really the best resource is nontoxiccommunities.com. They're doing the best work out there and they're pushing to make every community non-toxic. So this is probably the most important resource across the board. Uh, And here is what they say. We believe that all communities have the right to be healthy. This means clean air, clean water, and an environment free of toxic chemicals. We support citizens to advocate for public health and where they live, not just parks, also your children's schools, athletic fields, right? This is, this is our children are being affected and exposed to these toxins, uh, which are being treated into these communities, right? So again, parks, athletic fields, schools, uh, they have an amazing resource for you to make a change in your town. You can download sample reports that you can send to city council or your city manager or other officials, and you can use their flyer to really start gaining support and helping it grow. So a lot of this is happening in Los Angeles and this in the surrounding area. But even if you're in a small town in Tennessee, you can still start making change via this website, okay? So under the cities tab, you can see the cities that have already become non-toxic and the nearest one by, by here in Los Angeles is Irvine, California. They've dedicated themselves to this. Um, there's, a, there's actually a quote from uh, Christina Shea uh, and she is the mayor, mayor or former mayor? Well, at the time of this quote, the mayor, uh, upon passing the organic policy, and it went like this. Why did it take a group of citizens coming forward for us to recognize that we should be doing this? This is such common sense, and it's true. Protecting our kids, protecting our pets, and protecting ourselves. Also, I've done a four-part webinar with the Institute for Natural Medicine, and that's coming out mid-January, and uh, webinar number four with Dr. Bonnie Nidro goes very much so deep into details about this. She actually mentions this website, but also empowers folks to make their community non-toxic. So it's basically environmental medicine from a communal communal standpoint. And check out that one. It's going to be out in January. I'll talk about it. But really, if you want to get your grounding in places you know are not treated, that's that's it. Like if, if you have your front yard, you know you ain't spraying Roundup or or even if you're renting a place and you know they're not spraying Roundup, get your, get your feet on the ground as much as you can. Now, you really want to watch out for cleanly landscaped communities, gated communities, ones on the golf course. These are notorious for dousing their surfaces with chemicals. All right. So, but if you need to call them up, ask, protect, research, find out. Okay. Really important. I love this question. I love kicking off the Q and a with this one, because even something as sacred as grounding can be adulterated by this crap. So now we know, now we know how to make change and let's do it. All right. Advice for psoriasis. All right. If you have psoriasis, I have some advice. If you don't have psoriasis, keep your ears primed because it's an autoimmune disease. And there's a 3 to 9% increase in autoimmune disease per year. So when your immune system is autoimmune disease, when your immune system basically starts to attack 
itself. It unfolds like this. You have a genetic susceptibility. Maybe someone in your family has it. And then you have an environmental trigger that can develop this autoimmune disease. You might have heard of Hashimoto's thyroiditis, right? Psoriasis, lupus. There's so many autoimmune diseases that basically are going to hit all of your systems or all of your tissues. So, uh, and, and there's so many folks that have them. I remember when I was in practice, I would I'd get at least one or two autoimmune disease patients you know, every three to four weeks, brand new patients. So uh, as I mentioned, three to three to 9% increase in autoimmune disease per year, that's a lot, all right? The immune system has numerous defects. That's the way they look at it. The way I looked at it, like, look at it is more the immune system has adaptations. But regardless, what's happening is the immune system is attacking the organ. That's the end result. Since the 50s, autoimmune disease has exploded. So it's not a genetic thing. Something happened from the 50s till now, and that was the environmental triggers that changed. And it is an environmental thing. So what are some of the things that really trigger autoimmune disease? Infections, usually the viral ones like Coxsackie virus, rotavirus, influenza, herpes, Epstein-Barr virus, and cytomegalovirus. Uh, there's dietary components, of course, feeding infants with cow milk instead of mother's milk, Gluten can exacerbate it or cause it. Uh, lack of vitamin D, increased ingestion of iodine, especially you're going to see a lot of thyroid issues when they have too much iodine, especially as a kid, and uh, possibly certain pesticides. Uh, different pollutants like PCBs. This is why I talk about BPA so much. Uh, dioxins, which I did a whole show on. They're everywhere. Heavy metals. Uh, I mentioned pesticides before. Medications. There's certain medications. You have to ask your doctor, am I, I have a predisposition to autoimmune disease. Is this an issue for me to take this medication? And read the package insert and see if they're, one of the side effects is a particular autoimmune disease. And stress. Stress plays a massive role in autoimmune disease. Actually, what I did find as a side note, a lot of these folks who presented with autoimmune disease, even psoriasis for me, and I'll talk about it, uh, uh, it happened right after a life event, a divorce, a death, a change in job, something massive happening. And, and it's interesting. If you do have autoimmune disease and you're listening, ask yourself, when did it start? Really be a historian onto your health and try to find out, did anything else happen outside of the physical? And really look at that because what I notice is that that bucket spills over with that massive amount of stress that comes. Yeah, so for me personally, I have psoriasis. I know it's worse with citrus. It's worse with gluten. It's worse with, worse with alcohol and worse with sugar. And I know it mirrors my digestive health. So the stomach for me is connected to the skin. Every time my stomach is good, my skin is great. Um, and this is the biggest association actually of all. But also if I'm sick or don't sleep well, it, exa it exacerbates it. So what was the inciting factor? I, I had a genetic predisposition. Uh, at the time when it developed, I was drinking alcohol regularly. Uh, I was getting tattoos regularly. That's a chemical exposure. And then I had the trauma of passing of a loved one. And I think that that's really the inciting factor where the cup flowed over. But all of the pieces, the ingredients were already in the pot. But the name of the game is inflammation. You want to put that fire out. Whatever's adding gas to that fire, you want to take it out. So do an elimination diet. Slowly start introducing foods again back into it and see which ones are exacerbating it. Work on the gut. Heal the gut. When that heals, your immune system celebrates, okay? Toxins, environmental toxins. Start thinking about the exposures that you have orally, respiratory, through the skin. Uh, I talk a lot about these pathways, actually, and what to address. So go back on all the shows where I, I really point out what are the things that are coming to the surface as far as toxins in, in our home or in our work. 
uh, stress, stress, stress. All the other things are basically eight ounce glasses to the gasoline, of gasoline to the fire. This is a bucket to the fire. So you really have to have your stress in control if you have autoimmune disease, okay? You can heal from autoimmune disease, uh, but not until you handle your stress, I'm going to be honest. So 2021 is a time to find yourself, get new practices in there. Uh, if you have an infection, a low-grade infection, it can be driving it. Talk to your doctor about self-infections, get good quality sleep, exercise, movement, and sweat. Number three, what pillow do I use? Okay, so uh, I'm actually trying the Hapsy, H-A-P-P-S-Y pillow this week. So check my stories next month. I'll be reporting back on it. Um, but when you get a pillow, the same rules apply as beds. You really want to look for GOT certification, GOALS, G-O-L-S certification, as well as Green Guard certified. And if you're unfamiliar with these uh, labels, check out episode 45. I did my mattress review. I went into deep specifics about what each label means, but really on the rundown, what you're going to get is organic latex, organic cotton. You're not going to get any off-gassing uh, from your pillow. So hopefully it's comfy. I can't vouch for it yet, but that's it was, it's funny I got this question because I'm in the market for a new pillow. Uh, do you use natural deodorant? And if so, which one? Okay, so it's interesting uh, out here because in my community, a lot of folks don't wear deodorant, uh, partially for the toxins, partially for liberating your pheromones. For me, I'm sensitive to smells and I got to smell good. So uh, I cycle between two to three deodorants. And this industry has been booming over the past few years because uh, there's people want it. Uh, people, people are starting to find out that there's crap in conventional deodorants, right? Secret degree, Mitchum, Old Spice, Speed Stick. I did, I did a show on all of these, uh, a product review. You got aluminum in there. We know that really affects our good bacteria under our arms. It could possibly build up in the body. There's chemicals in there, there's neurotoxins, hormone disruptors, the mineral oil is coming from petroleum that's super adulterated with chemicals like benzene, we know that. There's talc in there, it can be adulterated and contaminated with benzene, I mean, I'm sorry, with asbestos. So um, for, for us, it's like very simple. If you're using something every single day, if you're eating something every single day or exposed to something every single day, you wanna make sure it's the best. If it's every now and then, then okay, your body's resilient, your body has the mechanisms to take care of it. But check if it's every single day, you got to make a intervention to have the best out there, okay? So for me, there's a few, and I am not in association with any of these companies, but I use uh, Corpus uh, for one of them, uh, beautiful packaging, actually. But I, I use them because they have, I think, in, in my opinion, the best sense out there. Um, and they're all plant-derived and non-synthetic. There's uh, the mineral powder one. It's mineralized. This is a new one I'm testing out. It's mineral-based, uh, no gluten, no aluminum, sustainably driven. They have the no-scent. They have sandalwood. They have lavender. Uh, both work really well. Corpus is a stick. Mineral uh, Mineralized is a powder with an applicator. Um, mineralized keeps me drier than Corpus, uh, but Corpus at this point smells better. These are the ones that I really use the most, I, I will have the Schmidt sensitive skin one there too, as a backup in case I ever run out. Um, I, I also like the all good deodorant. Tom's of Maine is very popular, but I think it can be better. And I go into more details on episode number eight, one of the first episodes I ever done uh, in, in reference to how it can be better. So in any case, if you don't have any of these deodorants, but you have one that you really like, check it on the Environmental Working Group Skin Deep Database, go to the deodorant sections and explore which ones are the best. Basic fundamentals for teaching adolescents overall wellness, mind, body, and spirit. Great question, right? Because it's the kids, right? The youth that we want to get to learn health, 
so they grow up and then teach their youth and that's how we make change, right? So 100%, my first intervention would be to reduce screen time to about two hours max a day. We know that it changes over seven hours. It changes specific parts of the brain with adverse effects to a child, but I would cap out at two hours. Get children outside as much as you can, barefoot, exposed to the sun, get them outside to forest bathe, get them in touch with their food, right? Start a garden in your front or backyard if you can't, and you don't have that luxury, do sprouting or microgreens indoors. Get them, uh, get them to a farm. Let them have the experience with cows, pigs, chickens. Let them experience the sacredness of animals, right? Teach them early. Teach them to be mindful, uh, basically how they can be present when they're washing their hands, right? How can they, be, they can be present when they're helping you in the kitchen? Meditation, 100%. Get that in them early. Get, get them in the groove. This is so important of an investment for children. Children who meditate have increased attention, increased school attendance, uh, a place for outlet if they have trauma at home, better mental health, less anxiety, less depression, better self-awareness and self-regulation, better emotional development, improved cognition and their performance skills and their executive function, the best sense of well-being, no-brainer. We need to get our kids meditating early. Have you quality tested or researched GNC's products? So I think this is a really good question. I want you to rewind back 2005 and six. I was on GNC products all the time. I didn't know about quality of brands. Uh, I was on everything from the multi to the poor quality fish oil to the whey protein with artificial foods and coloring. So for me, all supplements were created equal. When it comes to GNC as a store, they do carry brands that are reputable. I visited the website. I saw Jaro Nordic Naturals. The GNC specific line itself is poor quality. If you go to GNC.com, can someone please show me where they talk about quality? I see department brands, goals, live well, which is a tab that I thought I could find something about quality, and then the sales section. Uh, so naturally, I move my mouse to the right to the search bar, and I look for quality. I type it in, quality, and this was their result. We're sorry no products were found for your search quality. But they did find nine articles, none of which had to do or explain to me what about GNC's quality control. So let us say they have the best quality out there. Let's just say that for a moment. The formulas suck. Uh, example, I looked at the GNC women's multivitamin, the active one, and I was looking at the forms of vitamins and minerals, and they have the cheapest and least absorbable forms in there. If you think you're getting magnesium in there, you're not. In there's magnesium oxide. It's least absorbable magnesium by far. There's 100 milligrams of magnesium in there, and most of it's going to come out the other end. The rule of thumb is that you should be weary of any products out there that have the ingredient list 10 to 15 items long. This one has 16. There's a lot of fillers that you want to stay away from. But also, a few years ago, GNC got busted by the FDA for selling products that do not contain what they claim and instead having cheap fillers in there. That's food for thought. And as a result, December 17th, 2016, GNC entered into agreement with the Department of Justice to improve its practices and keep potentially illegal dietary supplements out of the marketplace. That cost them $2.25 million. So GNC for supplements, I'm recommending to avoid at all costs. Instead, go to Whole Foods, Pharmaca, Sprouts, hit up their online stores. You may find some really good stuff there. Um, I launched my Swell Score uh, partnership. So in there, you can find some of the best hand-picked curated supplements out there from me and other doctors and other health professionals. We put the best out there. Really, anything's going to be better than GNC. All right. Ways to reduce panic attacks. All right. The way I think of them is like this. They don't just come here, right? There's a train of thought that drips into a bucket over time that finally spills over and you have a panic attack. So for one, play, pay, 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 pay close attention if you're being mindful. Look to see if you are day-to-day -day 
every day, what are you doing, right? Because every day is the opportunity to be 100% in fully what you're doing. If you are, you know, washing the dishes, for example, but you're thinking about the bills that you need to pay or all of, or what someone said to you at work or something from the past, you're not being mindful. What I'm submitting is that everyone here be 100% into what they're doing, right? The no thinking part. So now you're 100% in the now. Number two, the breath, breath work. If you're having panic attacks, you may find that uh, the time leading up to it, your breath was not deep. You may have been holding your breath. So breath is the fastest thing to avoid the panic attack and get you out of a panic attack. So breath work. And when, you, when you're used to breath work, even if you're in the panic attack, you can go back to your tools, right? So start working on different breathing. There's box breathing, there's Wim Hof breathing, there's Buteyko breathing. But these types of breathing will be really helpful to get you back to that moment. And meditation practice, that's without a doubt. Whether it's guided or solo, if you are prone to panic attacks, it is essential that you are helping change your brain connections and reducing the areas of anxiety, right? And opening and growing the areas for a sense of well-being. Super important. Should children take vitamin D? Well, it depends on what their doctor says. So labs usually say over 20 nanograms per milliliter in the serum of vitamin D is sufficient. I think that's too low. I say 30 and over, but then again, ask your doctor. I don't know your child. 100% though, when the sun is out, especially in the spring and summer, have your children shirtless or even naked, running around barefoot in the sun. All right, so it's so important to build up their vitamin D storages in the summer so that when fall and winter come, they're at a sufficient level. So you don't even need to supplement. Um, so with their benefit of the vitamin D in the body of children, you're gonna see improved immunity, uh, strengthening of their bones, their brain development. This is so important. These are massive for children. And one of the most important things in children is, uh, is sufficient vitamin D throughout the whole year. So make sure, if you need to, that they are getting tested. All right. Best way to prevent muscle loss when fasting? So it's a great question. Um, we have a natural predisposition to fasting. You know, we were never in a super fed state as we are now. We actually went through times of feast and famine. So our body's much more well-equipped for fasting than it even is for feasting. So when it comes to fasting, you're going to see fat burning, which is a beautiful benefit. Uh, it turns on a switch and tells the body to go into fat burning mode, creates molecules called ketones that go into the brain, the whole basis of the ketogenic diet, reduces inflammation, helps increase growth hormone. That's a miracle hormone, keeps us young and vibrant. Um, Walter Longo, who's the leading authority on fasting, He's pro he says it promotes genetic expression for longevity. We see that in animals who consume less calories live longer. Insulin goes down. It's important for folks who are pre-diabetic or diabetic. Cellular cleansing, cellular repairing. And as far as the muscle loss, intermittent fasting should not, you shouldn't be losing muscle, all right? What you're gonna see is yourself a little bit skinnier, a little bit leaner, maybe a little bit shrinkier, but that's gonna be more so the water weight that you're losing, okay? And we see this in studies. Obesity Journal in 2010, fasting does not cause muscle loss. Patients lost fat and kept muscle. And the same journal in 2016, they did a randomized controlled trial that shows that fasting group retained lean mass better than the calorie restriction group, actually four times better at preserving lean mass. And think about this, when you refeed after fasting for however long you do it, you're going to be getting back to your muscly self, so don't worry. Tips for getting into a regular journaling routine, put it by your bed. The moment you wake up, grab your journal and pen and write down 10 things immediately. What are you grateful for? Whatever comes into your mind, just list it. It's fine. Then write. Whatever comes into your brain, just start writing. And what do you want to create for yourself? Think about that. What is bothering you? What has been bothering you? What is something that is weighing on your heart? 
what do you love about yourself? What do you love about another? Just write. So literally your hand is going faster than your brain. Write two pages, call it a day. Do that again. Keep it to, keep the journal and the pen by your bed and let it flow. That's how you get into the habit. You wake up, you open your eyes, and you reach for it. That's, what I, that's the way that I got into the habit of doing it. It only took a few weeks. How can one become a functional doctor or nutritionist? Well, you need to graduate, get your degree first, and then go through the Institute of Functional Medicine, IFM, Institute for Functional Medicine, IFM.org. Give them a call. They'll give you some really good direction for their inquiries. Uh, regaining health and detoxification in general. Okay. So this is a general question, but I'm assuming that I'm going to be answering. Okay, so how to regain your health overall. First and foremost, I, I am such an advocate for naturopathic and functional medicine because naturopathic and functional doctors are the doctors out there who are going to be able to listen to you, advocate for you, take the time that you need to sit down, not, not eight to 12 minutes, but sit down and learn about your history, learn about your predispositions, learn about your mind, learn about your body as a whole. And that's a holistic approach to medicine that we need. So uh, you need someone to support you with their leading with their expertise, but also is going to be able to listen. Now, if you can't get one, I want you to think about health this way. Health is not the absence of the disease. It's true healing and thriving. So how do you get back to your truest physical form? What is it? Well, diet-wise, I can't say. I don't know you. I don't know what your body loves, what your body needs geographically, where your ancestry is from. What I do know is if you try an elimination diet and you see what foods you're reintroducing to your diet and, and these foods are having an effect, now you're going to have a better idea of what should not be in your diet. Even though you love blueberries, maybe right now blueberries don't love you. These, this is a better overall test than an intolerance test. I don't think that they're very accurate. So elimination diets really are a gold standard for really understanding what your body likes and doesn't like at the time. What foods are inflaming you, right? Even if they seem healthy. Drinking clean filtered water. Did a water episode, two parts, one and two. Go back and listen to that if you haven't. But what water filters out there, you want clean, clean water, devoid of all of those, all of the chemicals in there, all the pharmaceuticals, all the hormones, all the things that are affecting us, we want it out, okay? Um, if you are lost, you can always go to the gut. If you heal or treat the gut, most, so many of the diseases are driven by an imbalance in the gut. So address inflammation, address infections, dysbiosis. This is so important. It's funny, I heard this quote once. Somebody told me this in school. They said, when in doubt, just treat the gut. If we have no idea what the heck's going on with the person, work on the gut first, okay? What else? Get back to nature. We're so far removed from our natural habitat of waking up and seeing the sun go up and then seeing it go down and then sleeping on the floor on a hide for most of the night. This is, and we were grounding all night and day. So obviously, I'm not saying quit your job and live in the woods, but I want you to ask yourself, how often are you being exposed to your true nature? How often do you go deep in the forest, go on a hike? How often are you taking off your shoes, touching the ground, watching sunrise, watching sunset? It's hard to be sick when you're connected to nature, when you have community around you. Create and get in touch with people who think like you, who are passionate about the things that you love. Be around a community that can help support and love you. Stress. We know that this ages us more than anything. We know it's a killer. Learn some rituals. Put them into your life to de-stress, whether it's breath work, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's painting, do something, right? Get into sleep. Quantity, yes, get get good amount of hours, seven, eight, even nine hours, but the quality is important too. So make sure that you're getting into bed at a decent time and you're waking up refreshed. That's a good rule of thumb. Get creative, express your deep spiritual self, 
start painting, start drawing, start doing something that you loved when you were a child, find your sole purpose. And notice when I talked about getting back your health, I didn't mention one supplement. That's because that's what they are, supplements to this type of lifestyle. Restoring the gut after antibiotics. All right, great question. Dr. Mary Pardee came onto this and she's a naturopathic gastroenterologist. And she came into the show and spoke about antibiotics and uh, it was on her first go around because she was here twice. And yes, antibiotics will affect the gut, but most of the time it bounces back, especially when you have one course of them. But if you have multiple courses, well, that can have a detrimental effect and can be permanent long-term, especially if you're a child on multiple courses of antibiotics. It makes me cringe how overused they are. So think about probiotics like this. They don't lay down roots and become permanent residents in your gut. They're more like passengers in a city with messages to better the population. The population as a whole can become healthier as a result. So with the course of antibiotics, talk to your doctor about what specific strains of probiotics they recommend to take. Make sure you're eating lots of prebiotic foods like jicama, chicory root, dandelion root, apple, onions. You know, you can, you can go on Google and type in prebiotic foods and see the whole list. Make sure you're eating and upping all of your fermented foods, tempeh, sauerkraut, kefir, miso, etc. Think about possibly taking a gut healing powder uh, with some demulcents and intestinal supporting nutrients and herbs. Again, ask your doctor. And I love Zach Bush's Ion Biome. I take that consistently every single day, not an affiliate, but it's important because it helps maintain the communication network in the gut, which is the basis of gut health um, and all of health, actually. And go back and listen to his show. He talks about a little bit about it, too. So amazing, amazing stuff. All right, the best thing to support lung health. Great question, especially in this time. Vitamin C, it protects DNA, it protects RNA, it's an antioxidant, it reduces reactive oxygen species. Those are what's causing localized inflammation in the lung, particularly if you have an infection. Vitamin C is immunomodulary, meaning that it helps balance the immune system. Um, especially, let's say, for example, the white, the white blood cells, leukocytes and lymphocytes and macrophages, they all tend to have high amounts of vitamin C and concentration in them. They love it. They suck it up. So if you want to support your white blood cells, make sure you're getting in a sufficient amount of vitamin C to improve how they target, how they gobble up infected cells, uh, how they kill infective agents through their own mechanism of oxidation. Uh, and they can just, they can support proliferation of other good white blood cells. So this is where vitamin C plays an important role. And if you're low in it, I would actually make sure that you up it. So eat your vitamin C rich foods. Um, and you can you ask your doctor if, if, it's, if it's indicated for supplementation. What about vitamin A and glutathione? We see that vitamin A can reduce the risk of respiratory tract infections, and for glutathione, we see in animals that pulmonary damage from a virus can have a, a dramatic decrease in pulmonary glutathione so, and cause high amounts of oxidative stress. Remember, inflammation in the body, which causes imbalance. So what we want is antioxidant capacity in the lungs, again, in the form of glutathione. It's not just for liver. It actually helps the lungs, too. Um, I've actually been taking glutathione since March and supporting with vitamin A. Mucin is a structural protein in the lungs that helps protect. Yes, it helps protect the structure. It helps uh, remove uh, buggers from the lungs via the cilia. And what supports mucin? Prebiotic foods. I just spoke about prebiotic foods. Acne for someone who has changed their diet, supplements, gut healing, and stress. So these are the intervention that this young lady has done. Um, what I would ask, aside from those, is are you pooping? Hormonally driven acne, you gotta be pooping to avoid the recirculation of those hormones. Um, and it's a very, very important. So if you're not, 
then that would be the next intervention. Well, what about your exposures, particularly to plastics? Where does your water come from? Is it coming from water bottles or is it coming from a filter that's purifying it? What about your home air quality? Lots of hormone disrupting chemicals are there, furniture, beds. Do you have an air filter in your home? What about hygiene of your pillowcases, of your sheets, of your makeup brushes? I gotta ask yourself that. Stress level, cortisol is a major trigger to the sebaceous gland that's releasing that oil that the, uh, the, the acne uh, bacteria is eating up. So again, what's your stress level like? Are you handling your everyday stress? And you could try an elimination diet. Again, I spoke about it before. See what foods are really inflaming you that you're eating that you may think are healthy for you. Favorite shadow work exercises. Um, so shadow work is basically facing your deepest, darkest demons. Um, I don't like to call it shadow work. I just say it's unhealed work um, because shadow work really implies that there's real darkness um, and which has negative connotations. But regardless, one of the best things I've found for finding that part of you, aside from the rituals, right? Aside from meditation, alone time, journaling, um, just really being alone in solitude is for me the number one way. And we don't like to be in solitude. We actually find distractions to be out of solitude, but in solitude is where we can face these dark shadows, as we say, or as I say, unhealed work. Um, and, and when I say solitude, doesn't it, it means being away from electronics and being by yourself and letting the things that you need to come up. And uh, they have a lot of these meditation retreats, silent meditation retreats, which actually makes a lot of people cringe because you're literally for five days, seven days, 10 days alone. Uh, well, you're with people, but you're not talking. You're not allowed to talk. And you're just meditating three times a day for hours. Uh, if you really want to really fast track this shadow work, unhealed work, that's a way to do it. Um, Vipassana, it's called. Best supplements for joint health. The best supplements for joint health are not in a bottle. Exercise and movement is going to bring blood flow and nutrition to strengthen uh, the joint and the, and, the, and the structures around them. So you really want to make sure you're moving a lot. Get off the inflammatory foods and check for insulin insensitivity and your blood glucose. These are going to be factors that are going to be detrimental to your joint integrity. Go back to episode 46. Dr. Tina speaks about this in depth. There's also a question about degenerative disc disease. I would do the same thing. Go back to Dr. Tina. She was talking about joints, muscle, inflammation, um, everything you need to know about the musculoskeletal system and what we need to do. Dr. Tina covered it. All right. Fasting and high cortisol. So uh, this is someone, so it, for someone who has high cortisol diagnosed and we see it, uh, fasting may be contraindicated, but also if you have blood sugar issues, prone to fainting, possible thyroid issues, uh, this is important for us to make sure that fasting isn't necessarily for everyone. You got to talk to your doctor first, but take a Dutch test. The Dutch test, um, go, go to Carrie Jones' page, and she speaks a lot about the Dutch test. And what you're going to be able to see is not only your day-to-day -day cortisol rhythm, right, morning to night, but you're going to see if chronically high levels of cortisol have caused a shift in how cortisol is metabolized in the body, you can also see that too. So not only acute cortisol in the body, but how depleted is your body by stress, you can also see that too. Take the Dutch test. When and at what time should breakfast be? Uh, I'm going to combine it with this question too. What products should breakfast contain? All right, so when it comes to breakfast, it depends on you, right? I don't eat, I don't eat my breakfast until like 11, 30, 12. I fast for the first three or four hours from me being up. Um, it's important for me to do intermittent fasting and, I'm, and I don't have any conditions that would cause me not to. 
but um, it depends on you, right? If, if your body is calling, make sure you're at least getting 14 to 16 hours between your last meal and your first meal. That's important. But after that, it's up to you. Um, I would say products in, in breakfast depends on the person. For me, I need a protein-rich breakfast, which will keep me full for a while. Um, but I always go fruit heavy too. So most of my fruits are consumed before 1 p.m. I eat a lot of berries. I eat a lot of raspberries, a lot of blackberries, um, strawberries, whatever it is. I, I have the fruit in the morning, uh, wait a little bit, and then uh, do some movement, walk, and then I'll have a uh, smoothie uh, with some vegetables, with some fruit, and with some protein powder. All right. Someone's asking about kombucha. Kombucha, it, it's not, it's my least favorite of the fermented foods, um, particularly because it's processed and some of them are processed and they're, they're, they tend to be high in sugar. Um, if you can find a low sugar kombucha, great. I know kombucha used to be really helpful for me when I felt like I was gassy. I would just burp up a lot of this gas because uh, kombucha was liberating and moving around things. But um, uh, regardless, when it comes to kombucha, there's uh, always go organic and look for the lowest sugar one. Top five fruits and veggies to eat. Um, well, it, it depends on where you're coming from. If, if you're talking about antioxidant-rich ones, think about, uh, how about this? I'll name top five fruits and veggies that I think are essential for a person whose body loves to eat it. Um, kale or any leafy green is going to be really important for getting very particular nutrients in our body, including chlorophyll. Uh, blueberries, really important, uh, or any berries, but let's start with the blue. Uh, really important, antioxidant rich. Remember I spoke about oxidation negating the oxidative effect. Uh, the whole class of cruciferous vegetables, whether it's Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, broccoli, these are really important at not only detoxification, they're supporting the liver, but also hormone balancing. Um, what was that, four, three? Brussels, not Brussels sprouts, broccoli sprouts are super important, super, super important for hormone balancing too and detoxification, so we'll add that one in. And as far as the last one, I think anyone, see, apple's very versatile. I know Dr. Gundry would have a problem because he called apple sugar bombs. I had a whole thing about that anyway. Uh, when it comes to apples, they are prebiotic rich, as, as, as nutrient rich and prebiotic rich as you get. So that's really important when it comes to helping uh, your gut. Fruits and vegetables, I like those. Uh, bonus ones, onions and garlic, super important as far as our uh, anti antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, uh, antimicrobial. All right, Th there you go. Very easy. Add them into your diet. All right. The detox your doctor friend gave you, the medical... Okay, so the, so so this detox, uh, this is in reference to Dr. Alejandro Junger's detox. Um, he has the clean detox. I did it for... It's, it was six weeks, I believe. Um, really, really awesome detox. It was pretty much an elimination diet. They give you medical food and then some supplements to take. And what I found, that's where I found out that lemon and lime and citrus was really exacerbating psoriasis. Um, I haven't done a proper story series yet, but I will. Website for Naturopathic Doctor, that is naturopathic.org. Favorite spiritual book, Conversations with God. That was the catalyst to everything, the way I saw the world, changed my perspective completely in you know an hour of reading it, and I was never the same. Um, healthy after surgery, staying healthy after surgery. Okay, so this is important. For those of you getting surgery, there's a pre-surgical protocol 
which you stop based on the surgeon will tell you when to stop it, but I always say about a week before, and then a post-surgical protocol. The pre-surgical protocol and the post-surgical protocol are similar. Um, the pre-surgical protocol will have a lot of anti-inflammatories, a lot of vitamin C, uh, probiotics. Um, what else did I used to give? Uh, well, depend on, depending on a surgery. But those are, and then I, I used to give homeopathic arnica for helping uh, prepare the body for surgery, and then post-surgical homeopathic arnica for, for bleeding, bruising, for scarring, really important. Um, for most of my, and, I, and I've done a lot of pre-surgical and post-surgical protocols, for most of my patients, they took minimal um, painkillers, if not any. So it's really powerful what our medicine can do for pre- and post-surgical protocols. Of course, speak to your surgeon other and, and your, your primary care if it's safe for you, but again, Vitamin C rich, you want to make sure you're, you're giving the skin what it needs to heal, the tissues what it needs to heal. You're supporting the immune system. Um, you're supporting the gut bacteria because you're going to get a lot of antibiotics during surgery. Um, and you're supporting, uh, and, and the trauma, the bleeding, the bruising, the, 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 the bleeding, the bruising, the scarring, whatever it may be. So that's, I, I, I can't give my recommendation, but take it from that um, and ask your doctor. Herbs to nourish the adrenals. These are called adaptogenic herbs. There's ashwagandha, there's rhodiola, there's holy basil from the fungi kingdom. The cordyceps is really beautiful and works really well. But these basically work in this way. They, uh, they help the adrenals adapt to stress. That's why they're called adaptogens. Um, they not only feed and nourish the adrenal glands, but when the brain gives a signal that there's a lion in the room, it tells the adrenals, okay, you don't have to go 100 out of 100 today. We can go 60 out of 100. You're still going to have some stress, but it's going to help. Um, rhodiola, I found, is really good in cordyceps for athletics, whereas something like schizandra and holy basil are more calming ones. Are electrolytes essential for water? Depends. If you're filtering your water for, by way of reverse osmosis, absolutely. You can add in the quinton uh, minerals, which is what, something that I use. Um, I really like them. Non-toxic sofas and dining tables, really hard one. There's no store that is selling non-toxic sofas and dining tables. You want to look for um, sofas that are not releasing formaldehyde, for starters. But you can type in um, non-toxic sofas or dining tables, which are using pressed plywood and glues and adhesives that are off-gassing. Um, so you, would you would find them individually is what I'm saying. You wouldn't find them on just one website. All right, is it unhealthy to have a dog sleep in the bed? This is, this is a good question I haven't really thought about ever. Um, I don't have a dog, but I do love dogs. I would say it wouldn't be a good idea. They, they, there should be the boundary between because if you think about a dog, their feet, their mouth, their, their fur is trapping all of these uh, volatile chemicals or particles that are from outside and coming in. So unless you're really cleaning your dog thoroughly, I wouldn't put them in the bed. You have to think about the, you have to think about it this way. Shoes should never be in the house for the same reason. Uh, and one, and there's studies that show the amount of toxins that come in from shoes. So I'm sorry, canine doggy, you can't be in the bed. How do I make my matcha in the morning? Um, well, I use peak tea, peak tea matcha. Um, I basically it's part of my ritual. So I'll warm up some water uh, on the on the stovetop. And then I'll put the water into my mug, drop in the uh, particles, the, the green tea particles, the crystals. I'll, I'll mix it up with my frother. I'll add in, so most of the time I'll add in uh, almond milk or oat milk or coconut milk. I'll sweeten it with a little stevia, froth it again, uh, and I'll drink it 
warm. It's, it's part of my every single day ritual and I feel great. All right, leather soles for grounding. Those won't work. You got to put your bare feet. Vegan protein a day for kids and adults. I don't know the kids level, only the adults. Adults should be 0 0.8 uh, grams of protein per kilogram for the adult. But if you're super active, I would go towards one um, gram of protein per kilogram. Uh, but so it depends. But there is a fallacy that we need much more protein as vegans. But if you look at the end of the day or you have a calculator and you put in the foods you eat, you're going to see you, you're getting almost all your amino acids. Are parasite cleanses worth the hype? Maybe. Not necessarily. The There's so many commercial ones that are not real, uh, but we are exposed to parasites 100%. If you eat fish, you're more likely than not. If you're eating sushi, you definitely have been exposed to parasites. Um, but... But when it comes, and I did the whole show on parasites, speaking about where they're, where, how they, where they're from, how do we get them, how, the health effects, and how to get rid of them. Um, but there are some, if you have the symptoms of parasites, which again, listen to the show, there's, I listed all of them. If you have some symptoms of parasites, then a cleanse may be worth it, but not in the traditional way that it's sold conventionally. You want a naturopathic or functional doctor to construct a proper cleanse for you with the best of the best out there. All right, cheapest way to test for hormones. Uh, well, you can go to your doctor. They can test for serum, testosterone, or estrogen, estradiol, but they'll be able to, uh, that's probably the cheapest way insurance may cover, but you also want to do a Dutch test. That's the most comprehensive way. If you want cheap, that's the way to do it. You want comprehensive, that'll show us everything, go with a Dutch test. Best baby formula, um, I did a show on this. I think Holly still is the best one, but when, when I say best, it still needs a lot of work. Um, manifestation tools, journaling, rituals, basically journaling, uh, affirmations, gratitude, breath work, being by yourself and understand what is it that you want to manifest and how powerful are you to manifest? So you got to be mindful and intentional about it. That's the way you do manifestation tools. Any chance you'll be able to make this episode into a blog? Well, what we're thinking about 2021 is to just put together a file where all of you can access, uh, the best the information on all the things that I've reviewed, but really the Swell Score uh, marketplace, which we've launched, the Swell Score, uh, is growing to be pretty much everything that I've mentioned on this show on on the website. A lot of which is already there. Reflux from too much fiber? Yes, you can absolutely have reflux from too much fiber. Go go fiber low for about a week and see if your reflux uh, gets better. But the thing about fiber is it's very dense, and you can eat a lot of it and your stomach may be particularly sensitive to it. Uh, so just go down on it. And then when you build back up fiber, go up five, five to 10 grams per week. Go very slow and let your, let your body, let your microbiome adjust, okay? Organic bed sheets, I use California Design Den. Um, always exhausted, what to fix first? Go back to the question about getting back to nature. Um, you wanna get to the roots of your true natural state first and then see how things improve. What is the cause of exhaustion, right? If you're, if you're always using your brain energy to scroll through a phone all day, that's gonna exhaust you, right? So go back to your roots and then after that go, damn, well, I'm still exhausted. Well, then that's when you explore it. Look for a functional doctor, a naturopathic doctor. The best question to ask when shopping for a naturopathic doctor, um, well, did they go to an accredited school? A naturopath and a naturopathic doctor are different. So you want to see that they went to an accredited school. Check out the uh, American Association of Naturopathic Physicians, naturopathic.org. In that search bar, you'll be able to find accredited uh, naturopathic doctors who, who graduated from accredited schools. Dealing with eczema, any tips? Eczema, 
uh, again, get to those roots, do an elimination diet. There's a lot of foods that can really exacerbate it, particularly gluten and dairy. Um, think about, think about uh, if you're going to the bathroom, if you're, I mean, pooping, pooping is going to be paramount when it comes to skin health. So really important. Uh, again, look for those inflammatory foods. Uh, I've, I've actually done, I've, I've found some clients who their eczema was connected to their gut health and their parasitology. So we've done some parasite cleanses that have helped people with eczema. I've, I've heard it, I've seen it. Uh, but then again, always focus on the gut too. There, there must be gut dysfunction if there's skin dysfunction. All right. How to heal uterine fibroids and avoid surgery. So, um, whether you have cystic breasts or uterine fibroids, very important. The, the thing about surgery is doesn't address the root cause. If it cuts out uterine fibroids, that does nothing to the, what is causing uterine fibroids. What you really want to look for is uh, estrogen dominance, hormone disruption. Again, getting back to the Dutch test, you'll be able to see, okay, look at where my estrogen is, look how I'm breaking down estrogen, and I have fibroids. Now I'm going to get surgery, the fibroids get cut out, and guess what? We didn't address the hormones, so then what happens in the breast? Well, potentially then you get cystic breast because the fibroids are still, the, the signal is still telling the body, uh, it's a hyper signal to telling the body to grow those fibroids, grow those cysts. So get to your hormones before you get the surgery, unless you really need the surgery. I can't say don't take the surgery unless you really need it, then get it. But address the hormones if you can. Getting the taste and smell back after the virus. I won't even say the name. Uh, zinc. Ask your doctor about utilizing zinc to help you get your taste and smell back. Heal thyself in Spanish. Por supuesto, uh, espera poquito porque me voy a hacer uh, uno de estos shows. There you go. There's my Spanglish. Uno de estos shows en español. Um, and best vitamins for children. Uh, the best vitamins for children is nature. Go back to what I was talking about, children, getting in touch with nature, having them run naked or shirtless around the grass, barefoot, sun, seeing the sun come up, rolling around in the dirt. That's the best vitamins for children. All right. That's the Q&A. We went through them all. I, try, I pretty much answered every single one I could. So, um, but what a pleasure it is to connect with the audience in this. I feel like, I feel like I'm, you're, you're all here in the room and just raising your hand and we're just going, going and going. So I'm really happy that, I will, uh, that you all uh, submitted questions. I really hope this helped. I tried to keep it as general as possible so it can help every single person. Um, so thank you for taking the time out of your day. As always, please rate, please review, please subscribe. Put our show uh, up on the map. This is going to be like number one, 2021. We got this. I know it. It's going to be a vibe. But I really appreciate you all for showing up. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next week.